And uh, we're in Judges chapter 6, and I'm going to begin in verse 11, and we're going to read down through verse 16. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. And verse 11 says, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which is in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewithal shall, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one Man, Hallelujah, that good news. Praise God. That's an awesome, awesome promise of God to, to a man of God there. Uh, you will smite the Midianites as one man. I will be with you. I want to talk to you this morning for just a little bit on this thought. Releasing the giant killer in you. Hallelujah. Releasing the giant killer in you. There are basically two types of people that we find in the Scripture that we want to occupy our thoughts with this morning, and that is giant killers and grasshoppers. There are two mentalities that we find in the Scripture, and that is giant killers and grasshoppers. And we find these not in the world, but we find these in the body of Christ. We find that when the children of Israel were coming into their inheritance and God had brought them to the border of their promised land, we find that 10 out of 12 spies brought back a good report and said "There's true, uh, it's truly a land that flows with milk and honey and we're well able to take the land. But there were also two, uh, tw uh, ten that came back with a negative report, and those ten came back saying that the land that we went to spy out, yes, it is a land flowing with milk and honey, but there is a big problem there. There are giants in the land, and we were in our own eyes as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight as well. And so we find that there are two types of mentalities and two types of attitudes that we find in the church many times, and that is that of a giant killer or that of a grasshopper. And I don't know about you this morning, but I want to be a giant killer. I don't want to be a grasshopper. I want to be a giant killer. We know this morning that Christ is a victorious risen king, and we know that he rules and he reigns from his throne on high. But this means little to me unless I understand that he did not just come to live, to die, to conquer the powers of darkness on the earth and to ascend to a throne on high, to sit there out of reach from me and watch me muddle through 
through all the circumstances of life. But in fact, what He came for was He came to walk this way and show me how to live by the power of the Spirit of God in me. And so Christ in me gives me the power to live a victorious life. We have got to know more than who Christ is. We have got to know who we are in Him. We've got to know our relationship with Him. We have got to have a revelation of who we are. It's more than just knowing who He is. I've got to know more than the fact that He is the Son of God. I've got to know more than the fact that He is the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. I've got to know more than all about Him. I have got to have a revelation of who I am. I've got to know who I am in Him. Do you know who you are in Christ? You see, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll always be a grasshopper. There are a lot of churches filled with grasshoppers. You know, in this part of the country, I find that there's a lot of churches filled with crickets. And I mean that in the literal sense. We have to kill the crickets. But the problem that we face is a spiritual condition called the grasshopper condition. And we find Gideon here sort of behaving himself like a grasshopper, hiding out from the enemy. The first thing that God shows us that is needful to bring you from a grasshopper mentality to a giant killer reality is you need a revelation. You need a revelation of who you are. Listen to what the angel of the Lord says to him. He says, you mighty man of valor, God is with you. He identified Gideon not by his circumstances. He identified Gideon not by his past, not by his family line. He identified him according to God's purpose for his life. He identified him according to God's plan for his life. In other words, he identified him according to his potential greatness. He looked at him and said, I see in you a mighty man of valor. And I'm not basing that upon your past. I'm not basing that upon what you're going through right now or what the circumstances are surrounding your life. I am basing that upon who you are according to God's plan and God's purpose for your life. You are a mighty man of valor. In order to move from a grasshopper mentality to a giant killer reality, you must find yourself in the Word. You must be able to recognize yourself when you see yourself in the Word. Most of us read the Word and don't even recognize ourselves. Because God sees us differently than we see ourselves. God says, you are more than a conqueror. God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's Word says that greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. God's Word says, Thanks be unto God, which causes me always to triumph through Christ Jesus. The Word of God tells me that I am above and not beneath, that I am the head and not the tail, that I am the lender and not the borrower. The Word of God says that I am blessed in the city and blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I've got to be able to recognize myself when I see myself in the Word, when I see in the Word blessed, when I see in the Word above, when I see in the Word the head, when I see in the Word the righteousness of God, I've got to be able to say, that's me. He's talking about me. You've got to put your name in there. You've got to have a revelation of who you are. You've got to find yourself 
in the Word. Listen, Gideon didn't recognize himself. It took a revelation from God to know who he was. Just like Gideon, we're often covered with so many problems and so many circumstances and adversities that we're tempted to allow ourselves to be identified with the environment we're in. How many ever felt like that? You ever gone through problems and circumstances? And if you're there long enough, you start feeling like the circumstances you're in. Start believing that you're that you're who or you're what you're surrounded by. Mephibosheth was royal seed. He was the grandson of King Saul. He was royal seed, but he was living like a beggar until the king, David, called him by name and restored him to his rightful position. You see, I may be broke, but I'm not broken. I may be covered with ashes, but I'm not dirt. I may be limping, but I'm no cripple. In other words, I may be limping, but I'm not using my limp for an excuse to not fulfill my potential in God. Are you hearing me? I may have been dropped. See, Mephibosheth was dropped when he was a child. He was dropped when he was just a little child, and he was crippled from that day on. He was lame from that day on. But the problem with a lot of people is, is they use their situations, they use the things that have happened to them to excuse themselves from doing what God has called them to do. I'm telling you that if God put a call on your life, if God has spoken something into your spirit, if God put a call on your life, then there is no excuse for not fulfilling what God has called you to do. Amen. And so I may have been dropped, I may have been wounded, I may have been mistreated, but that was then and this is now. And God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. Thank God. His grace is sufficient. I may have been dropped, I may have been abused, I may have been mistreated, but I'm not going to use it for an excuse to not fulfill my potential. Hallelujah. One of the greatest disappointments to God, I believe, one of the greatest disappointments is to God is to see so many people that have potential greatness in their life, but they never fulfill their potential. The graveyard's the richest place in the world because dreams have died with people, because inventions have died with people. Because books never were written because people died with books inside of them. Because messages never were preached because people died with them inside of them. The graveyard is the richest place in the world. Psalms 68:13 says, Though you have lined among the pots, yet shall you be as the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. That's a beautiful scripture. And it's this way, it, it really is this way, that at many times we're covered over with ashes and dust and trouble and confusion. I, I, I know that happens. I know that happens. In life it happens. Things just happen sometimes and cover us up. But listen, listen to what I'm saying. Yet as we recognize our true identity in Christ, we rise in fashion like the dove with wings as silver and feathers of gold. Even though we've been covered over, even though we've been covered over by, by ashes and confusion and, and 
trouble and, 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 and problems, even though we've gone through these things and we've been in the midst of them, we rise up, hallelujah, as we realize our true identity in Him and the glory of God begins to shine on us. And though I may be tried, Job said, though the Lord slay me, yet will I come forth as gold. Hallelujah. The Lord knows the way that I take and when I am tried, I shall come forth as gold. God is not finished with me yet. Now, remember a scripture verse, Jesus. Well, the Word says God spoke to Adam after they had partaken of the forbidden fruit. And they realized they were naked and they went to hid themselves. And God's voice came walking in the cool of the evening. And God's voice said, Adam, where art thou? Do you think God didn't know where they were at? Do you think God was like, uh, well, Adam, where did you go, Adam? I saw you yesterday, but I can't see you today, Adam. Where are you at? I'm over here, Lord, between, I'm over here between the third and the fourth tree over there on, on the right hand side. No, he wasn't speaking to them about their physical location. What God was saying was, Adam, where are you at in my, in positioning to the plan that I have for your life? Adam, you know that I had a plan for your life. I had a purpose for your life. Adam, where are you standing today, spiritually positioned, according to the plan, according to my destiny, according to the reality, according to the plan and purpose that I had for your life. Adam, where are you at according to that plan, Adam? Because you're not where I expected you to be. So I asked a question this morning. Where are you this morning? It's one thing to be covered with ashes and dirt and problems and adversity. Listen, this, this, the Lord brought this to me. It's one thing to be covered. And everybody goes through things at times in their life. If you haven't gone through a storm, just keep on living. Because there's one on the horizon. That's just the way it is. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. God causes His sun to shine on the just and the unjust. Bad things happen to good people. And it's one thing to be covered with ashes and dirt and problems and adversities. But it's another thing to be hiding in the ashes and the problems and the circumstances. Now, watch. When I'm covered, I know who I am. I may be in the middle of a mess, but I'm not the mess. I may be in a mess of confusion, but I'm not the confused. I may be in a mess of broken pieces, but I'm not the broken. I may be covered up, but I'm not hiding. There's a difference. You see, when I'm covered, I know who I am. I may be going through hell, but I know who I am. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
I may be covered up, but I know who I am. I have my identity. But when I'm hiding, I've lost my identity. You see, many people lose their spiritual identity because the circumstances they're in are uncomfortable, and rather than stand out and be persecuted, they give up their identity and they blend in. And that's the difference between a giant killer and a grasshopper. You see, grasshoppers survive by blending into their environment. Grasshoppers survive by hiding. Hiding means what? Giving up your identity. When the grasshopper is threatened, it either digs into its surroundings or it jumps away. And there are many grasshoppers in the church today. Rather than to stand out and be persecuted, rather than to identify themselves, yes, I'm one of those tongue talkers, yes, I'm one of those faith believers, yes, I'm one of those charismatic people, yes, I'm one of those spiritual people, yes, I'm one of those Pentecostal people, yes, I'm one of those, label me with that crowd, instead of standing up and standing out and being persecuted, many people will give up their spiritual identity and blend in. Giant killers stand out from their environment. Giant killers confront their foes. And Gideon was a giant killer. But he was a giant killer in a grasshopper suit. See, God knew it. God saw inside of him. You mighty man of valor, I see a warrior inside of you. I see a giant killer inside of you. But I've got to unzip that grasshopper suit and let you out. Come out of there, you giant killer. Hallelujah. <laughs> grasshopper suit, let him go. See, he had to get Gideon out of that grasshopper mentality. He had to deliver him from that grasshopper suit. You see, you can't kill giants with a grasshopper mouth. And Gideon had a grasshopper mouth. Oh, if the Lord is with us, where are His miracles that we were told about? If the Lord is with us, why are we going through all these troubles? If the Lord is with us, why are we in such a mess? Oh, oh, He just had all kinds of problems that He wanted to talk about. And then He got down and said, He said, I'm the least of the least. I'm the most insignificant of the insignificant. I'm the smallest of the smallest. Man, God can't do anything with me. No, He can't till He gets that mouth changed. So you know what grasshopper means? The word grasshopper? The, grass, the word grasshopper means insignificant. That's what it means. That's the Hebrew for the word grasshopper. Small, insignificant. And what's the first thing starts coming out of Gideon's mouth? I'm a nobody. My family is nobody's. I'm the smallest nobody of all the nobodies. I'm insignificant. We're insignificant. We're small. What could we do against such a great enemy? You see, 
You can't kill giants with a grasshopper vision. You can't see with grasshopper eyes and kill giants. You can't kill giants with a grasshopper mouth. You aren't ready to attack the enemy without until you've conquered the enemy within. Watch. This is simple. You have to know how to speak the word over yourself before you will be able to effectively speak the word against your enemy. You're not ready to engage the enemy with thus saith the Lord until you've dealt with the insignificance in your own self and the inferiority and the inadequacies. You aren't aren't ready to fight the enemy. You aren't ready to launch into a warfare against the enemy until you have learned to apply the word to yourself. Until you bring the word into your own life. Until you see yourself in the word. Until the word becomes a reality to you and you see yourself in the word. And you see who God has made you to be. In Him we live, we move, and we have our being. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And you make that word a personal word. Until you see yourself in the word and you learn how to speak the word over yourself, you are not ready to speak the word against your enemies. You mighty men of valor! You're a giant killer. And with these words, God released a warrior and God released a giant killer from a grasshopper suit. Hallelujah. Can you see it in your mind's eye? Can you see Gideon just unzipping that grasshopper suit and stepping out of there and saying, Hallelujah, I've been thinking I was a grasshopper all my life. I was looking at all the circumstances that surrounded me. I was looking at all the problems that surrounded me. I was looking at all the confusion that surrounded me. I was looking at all the turmoil that surrounded me. And I thought I was a grasshopper. But thanks be unto God, I'm not a grasshopper after all. I'm a giant killer. I was just hiding in a grasshopper suit. You see, this morning, I want to release you into your destiny. I want, to, I want you to see yourself as God sees you. I want to help you get out of your grasshopper suit. Hallelujah. You see, there are a lot of giant killers hiding out in grasshopper suits. And they'll always be grasshoppers unless they get a revelation of who they are in Christ. Unless they get an understanding of what He has done. Unless they get a mouth that will begin to speak the Word over their own lives. You've got to know how to speak the Word. When the enemy rises up against you on the outside, you've got to have that word already secured on the inside. You can tell the difference between giant killers and grasshoppers. See, one of the big differences about giant killers and grasshoppers is this. Grasshoppers don't eat grapes. Now, Twelve spies went out to spy the land. The Bible said they brought back a cluster of grapes. Took two men to carry one cluster of grapes. 
They all saw the grapes. They all saw the land for what it was and what it presented, the promised land. And two of them said, let's go and take the land. It's ours. We, we're well able. Ten of them said, there's no way. What a crying shame. To be like a grasshopper. Nestled up in the grapevine. Right up against one of those beautiful grapes. Those eyes plastered right against that grape. But you can't get your mouth around it. What a crying shame that there are so many in the body of Christ today that are right around the blessings of God, right around the provisions of God, right around the glory and the presence and the power of God, but they just can't get their mouth around it. They just can't get it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The grasshoppers just can't get their mouth around it. Grasshoppers just can't get their mouth open. They just can't receive it. They, grasshoppers live on leaves and shoots and sprigs, and that's all they can do is they can uh, eat a little leaf every now and then, eat a little grass and a little uh, shoots and sprigs and stuff. And, and, and maybe that's one of the reasons why grasshoppers are so resentful when they get around people that love God. Maybe that's why grasshoppers are so resentful when they get around people that are moving in the presence and the glory and the power of God, and they're experiencing the fullness of His presence, and they're experiencing the glory of God, because here they are over here, and they can see it, but they're living on shoots and sprigs and twigs and leaves, and maybe that's why they get a little resentful and spit out a little tobacco juice every now and then. Anybody ever seen a grasshopper spit that ugly old stuff out? Maybe that's why they do that, because they, they're mad because you're over there eating the grapes and they're living off of leaves and twigs and shoots. What a crying shame. To live so close to the blessings, the provisions of God. See it with your eyes, but never enjoy it for yourself. You can tell a grasshopper by the way they talk, it's always negative. We can't do it? Well, I just can't see how. We've never done it like that. I just don't believe it will work. See, the only way to become a giant killer is for you to see yourself from God's viewpoint according to His purpose for your life. And the only way for you to do that is to study the Word. I'm going to close with this thought this morning. Where did the angel of the Lord find Gideon? This is so critical. He found him hiding out, kind of in a grasshopper suit, hiding out, blending in, trying to avoid being detected. But there was something that Gideon was doing that was moving him in the right direction. He was threshing wheat. And the word thresh means to beat out, beat down. And you see that the symbolism in this this morning is this. Is threshing is symbolic of 
meditation, study. It's all the methods that we use to get the Word into our lives. And wheat is symbolic of the, of the bread of life, the Word of God. It's taking it from that, from that uh, raw substance of wheat, beating it down, and turning it into bread, which then becomes the substance or the sustenance for life. And so it's that process of taking that word and getting it into your heart and personalizing it that moves a person from grasshopper to giant killer. So you can hear the word preached all your life. I've been in church most of my life. And I know that there have been many people that I've sat with in churches across the country and I've heard the same message that I've heard preached and yet had never personalized it. Because, you see, it's not enough to have information. See, you can get information. We can all get the same information, but information doesn't change you from a grasshopper to a giant killer. Information is not enough. You've got to get revelation. You've got to have a revelation. And you see, the thing about revelation is revelation does not come unless you're willing to beat that wheat. Revelation won't come to you unless you're willing to take... See, you can't just go by what I give you on a Sunday morning or what I give you on a Tuesday night. You can't just go by that and just say, well, I've got the information now. I'm a giant killer. You better stay home if that's your idea. You better leave the giants alone because that's not going to happen. You see, what's got to happen is you have got to beat that word out for yourself. You have got to work out your own salvation. You have got to work that word into your own life. That information has to get on the inside of you. It has to get beyond your head has to get into your heart and there in the heart God begins to work a, a revelation. Oh hallelujah. You see and revelation empowers you to move from grasshopper to giant killer and revelation gives you the ability to take the bread. You see what happens is first of all Gideon, first of all he turned that wheat into bread and then that bread becomes a sword. Oh help me Lord. Help me this morning. You see some people are trying to fight with, uh, with a sword but they ha it hasn't been bread yet. It's got to first be bread to you. It's got to first nourish you. It's got to first strengthen you. It's got to first be a revelation on the inside of you. It's got to be personalized to you. It's got to be my Word. It's got to be God speaking to me. And it's got to be relevant to my life. And it's got to come alive on the inside of me. You see, I can't live on your revelation. I can't walk in your revelation. I can't fight in your revelation. I can't fight with your weapons. They have got to be my weapons. They have got to be proven by my own warfare. David, I can't use your slingshot. Gideon, I can't use your sword. I've got to have my own sword. I've got to beat this bread out for myself. It's got to be my food first. And once it's my food, it becomes my sword. Hallelujah! For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Praying always, the Bible says. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I'm closing. So Gideon beat out, beat off, beat down, threshed, wheat. Process of turning wheat, the Word of God, into bread, or bread is that which sustains our lives. 
threshing is study and meditation. It includes memorization. It includes all the methods available to us to get the Word into our hearts. You see, listen, I'm closing. But you're not ready. You're not ready to beat up the enemy, to beat down the enemy, and to beat out the enemy until we've mastered the art of personalizing the Word of God. I don't know about you this morning. As I go through the Word, I begin to see myself in the Word. And I begin to see the differences in my life from what God wants in my life. I begin to recognize a little bit of that old grasshopper mentality still hanging on. And I feel like I'm kind of like maybe getting in that grasshopper suit. God has called me out. And I'm trying to get out. Have you ever seen a kid in a costume sometimes they get their feet hung up in it? Maybe their arms don't want to come out, you know, kind of stuck in it. <laughs> and God's saying, you mighty man of valor, come on out here. I've got something for you to do. I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying, Lord. This is this, this grasshopper suit. It's got me hung up. I'm, I'm trying, Lord, but it's just... I've just been in it so long. I've just seen things this way for so long. Lord, it's, it's, you know, Lord, I'm having a little hard time getting my mouth around this. I can see that it must be delicious, but Lord, I'm just having a little hard time, Lord. I've just never seen it done that way. I've never, I've never heard of it that way before. I just, I just don't really know, God. But with your help, Lord... I'm going to be a giant killer. Would you stand? You see, I told you I was closing. I am closing. I preached last Sunday about crossing the line. But i got to say something this morning. There's some things we have to know before we cross the line. There's some things you got to know before you get into confrontation with the enemy. There's some things you got to know. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know what he has accomplished for you. And you have got to know what's available to you through what he did. You see when I engage the enemy in warfare, I don't stand there out there in the open and say, "Devil, I come against you." And I bind you and I rebuke you and I command you to go in Terry's name because Terry's name don't mean nothing. But you know what I do? I come to the devil and I say, Devil, I stand into my rightful position as a son of God, born again by the Spirit of the living God. I take my position in Christ who died, who was buried, who was raised again, who ascended to the right hand of the Father. And I take my position in Him and through my union with the Lord Jesus Christ in all that He accomplished in the cross, in the grave, and in His resurrection. I take my position and I come against you. You see, there's a big difference 
Because you see, what I've done is I just stepped out of my grasshopper suit. I just stepped over in here to the giant killer suit. And now I'm not just walking by myself, but I'm in Him. And if I'm in Him, I'm a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We're getting rid of that grasshopper suit. We're stepping into our giant killer reality. Getting rid of the grasshopper mentality. Moving into our giant killer reality. Hallelujah. How many know there's some giants that need to be killed? I mean, David's not the only one that ever faced a giant. It wasn't maybe a physical giant that Gideon faced, but nevertheless, it was it was a gigantic task that he faced. But you know what the Bible said? Thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. It's going to be just like one giant, Gideon, just one. I know there's millions of them, but you're going to smite them as one man because I'm with you. i got to get that grasshopper mentality out of you. got to get that grasshopper mouth out of you. How many want to win victory after victory after victory? You know, the Bible says, Thanks be unto God, which causes us always, always to triumph through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you reach over, take someone by the hand this morning? And I want you to pray for that one that you're holding by the hand. I want you to pray for that one this morning that God will help them to be everything that they can be. I mean, I want you to pray that God's going to open their eyes this morning. They'll see everything that He has made available to them. God has got some potential blessings, some potential for us that our eyes haven't even seen yet. But God's wanting to open our eyes so we can see. Father, Lord, I thank you today, God, for your realities. Lord, for giant killer realities. Lord, we're stepping out of a grasshopper mentality. Lord, we're leaving the grasshopper suit behind, Lord. God, we thank you today, Lord, that we have heard your voice and you have called us out of that hiding place. You have called us, Lord, out of blending in and hiding out, Lord, and jumping away. Lord, you have called us out of negative speaking, Lord. You have called us, Lord, into a personal relationship with you, God. You have called us, Lord, to hear your word, Lord, and for that word to become a revelation on the inside of us, Lord, and for that revelation on the inside of us to become the sword which we fight with, Lord. God, we thank you today, Lord, that we are not grasshoppers, Lord. I don't care what the devil says or what he's done, Lord. I don't care what the circumstances are that we may be covered with, Lord. Lord, we may be covered with them, Lord, but we've not lost our identity, God. We know who we are. We know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We know that we are the redeemed of the Lord. And you said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We declare that we are the redeemed of the Lord. We declare that we are the blessed of the Lord. We declare that we are above and not beneath the head and not the tail. We declare that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us and gave Himself for us. We decree and declare that in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. And we declare, Lord God, that we're not just going to look at the grapes and talk about them, Lord, but we're going to eat them. We're going to enjoy them. We're going to partake.
partake of the blessings of God. We're going to partake of the fruit of your presence. We're going to partake of the glory of your presence. We're going to experience your power and your anointing and your glory. We're going to experience it, Lord. And we're going to take the revelation you've given us that becomes the sword of the Spirit. And we're going to fight the good fight of faith. And we're going to slay the giants before us, Lord. God, I release your people into their potential today. I release them into their greatness, Lord, that you have ordained for their life. In the name of Jesus, I bind every grasshopper mentality. I bind the perception that comes from a grasshopper mentality. I bind the negativism that comes from a grasshopper mentality. Lord, and I loose the spirit of a giant killer today. I loose the spirit of the anointed child of God, Lord. I loose them into their destiny and into your purpose and plan for every life, God. They will fulfill, fulfill, fulfill their potential in you.